Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ¿Qué onda, familia? If you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Dada, I love it. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Hey everyone, welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. And I am Andy. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show, where we have stand-ups who are close do sets together about their relationship. That's about the long and the short of it. And we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> I'm a bitch. I'm a... Oh no, that was out of tune. I'm... And um, among the many things <clears throat> wrong. With... I'm... I'm... Go with me, Naomi. 
I'm, is that the right note? I, I have no idea. Isn't it so bad when you hear like one of those 90 songs on your way somewhere and then you can't get it out of your head? That's where Andy I'm is emotionally right now. I'm <laughs> a snitch. I'm on fire. Oh, okay. I'll stop. <laughs> Naomi, we were driving over here listening to Pop 90 hits or whatever it was <laughs> and Meredith Brooks's bitch. Let me tell you this, folks. I usually, I usually try to leave my class politics at the door, make this a safe space so that uh, you can forget the outside world for an hour. But let me just say this, Naomi. On the road here in Los Angeles, who is the worst behaving car? What, Andy? The BMW. Whoever owns a BMW, they are going to think the laws don't apply to them. They're going to drive into your lane without putting on a signal. They're going to drive onto the sidewalk and drive through a outside eatery and just w- drive off and be like, forget you all. Andy, I think this might be a great way to segue into our New Year's resolutions. Because this, what you just said, was is not in line with your goals for what? 5780. Yes, everyone. Hey, Lashana Tova. Take for Tabu. This is uh what a week late, I guess. Two weeks late. Um for but it's still New Year. It's like people say happy new year in February. So I feel like you can definitely be giving me the Shana Tova two weeks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh break out your apples and honey for today's episode. Eat along while you hear some laughs. But no, Naomi, I'm turning Rosh Hashanah into Crush Hashanah because I am going to crush 5780. This is your time. This yeah, is yeah. your year. 5780 is your year. I think so. I've made some – Just it just so happened that Rosh Hashanah came around a time when I was like looking to make some changes in my life, mm-hmm. some re- some renewals yes. in my existence, in the firmament of my heart, change over the soil. Wow. Till it in a different way. You love a metaphor. Love a metaphor. Yeah, no, no. I've just been like a little too angry at things, especially driving. Mm-hmm. I think you <laughs> – maybe you heard that when I uh, mentioned the uh, – that rich BMW drivers are the worst drivers on the road. True sta- – <laughs> it's a true statement. It's a true opinion. <laughs> Look, yes, of course. I don't have hard empirical data, but I will gather some. You will gather. Here in Los Angeles. My journey of self-discovery started – when you mentioned that driving with me is a very angry experience. <laughs> it's super unpleasant. Because you, <laughs> you're so annoyed at everything and just like exclaiming and it just feels so torturous, so arduous that it's like, oh my God, I'll just walk. There are so many terrible drivers here in Los Angeles and every single time that they do something awful, I exclaim, fuck you. Or something worse than that. Right. And with the frequency of terrible driving, the frequency of the number of terrible drivers we encounter here, I think that sentence works out in some way. Yeah. Naomi, you were hearing an angry exclamation, would you say, once every uh, 10 seconds? (laughs) Yeah, fully. I was like, every half block, something upsets you. And it's like, you gotta let go and let go. This is just where you live. This is the process. It's defensive driving, as Carlos taught me. Yes. So I thought about it. I imagined it. I used my empathy to imagine it from your point of view. Use your empathy. And I'm like, oh, that must be a terrible experience to be trapped in a small sphere, small two-ton metal car-shaped thing. I was trying to think sphere. I guess the area that you're actually seated in is sphere-ish a little bit. But uh, hurtling at a high velocity and hearing someone just go, 
That motherfucker. How <laughs> dare he open his door into the lane? Now I have to swerve around him? Of course, I am dulling uh-huh. the anger for the yeah, listener. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I imagine that I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be a pretty terrible experience. So I have resolved, and I think, Naomi, you can tell me, have I been dampening down the fury? I can't tell yet. Okay, um, and that's not shade. That is because we've only had a couple rides. And so uh, it, just need a, it takes a little time. You know, again, new, any New Year's resolution, okay, it takes time to really make the change and ingrain the change. So I just appreciate that you are willing to make it. Yeah. It means so much. But in general, I think also I have just been like this theme, Crush Ashana. <laughs> yes. 57, 80, crush it. <laughs> I have uh, I, I just in general I want to uh, soften my heart yeah I want to um, open my heart like a downward facing dog wait Andy would you say you want to open your heart and loosen your butt you know Naomi I don't know if we've ever heard that before but yeah. I feel like that's great advice I feel like that would be a great tagline or maybe like it would be nice on a t-shirt or something like that wow yeah, I don't know yeah. whoever whoever came up with it geniuses I'll say that but I was thinking back to like when I did yoga. They they say melt your heart, open open your heart to the to the sky, wow. let your heart melt, stuff like that. Wow, like when you're doing your uh, savasanas and stuff like that. So in general, try to be more vulnerable. Try to try to just uh, be less hardened mm-hmm. towards the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop um, complaining about the things you cannot change. You know, accept the things you cannot change. In essence. What is this? Are we at a AA meeting right now? I'm just trying to help you help yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because we've made the choice to live in this place, live this life, and it doesn't help you to just go over and over. Right. That's I, my self-help for the entire episode and the rest of our lives together. I have nothing else to add. Yeah, no, no. But I think I think generally just like instead of like me like gritting my teeth towards the world, I will uh, take a breath, let the wind whistle through my open teeth. <laughs> Let the wind whistle through your open teeth. And that, my friends, is how I will crush a shana. Yes, I love that. Can I also, even if I'm not Jewish, can I also have resolutions for I, 5780? I think you are, you have a contact Judaism from so being with me for over a decade, almost a decade. Almost a decade. Yeah, I gotta, I think I'm kind of in line with you. I think I want to stop being so afraid of stuff. You know, there's so many small things that fill me with anxiety, and then the anxiety stops me from moving. And so I think in 5780, I have got to stop being so afraid. But now what does that look like? What is the work? What do you do to not be afraid? You just do the thing? Yeah. So, for instance, you know, driving fills me with an anxiety and a terror, so I don't want to be bothered. So now you and I are in a green book situation, which is not good for our love at all. But do I really just get in a car again, this two-ton sphere? that could kill myself and others and just, like, get over it. It feels like a weird thing to practice at the expense of human lives, <laughs> you know? So I'm going to figure that out. Um, it's a long process, but... I, yeah, no, I, I support, I fully support your aims to not be afraid. I fully support your defeat of fear. Yes. You're, you're resolving to defeat fear. You have to, you have to... I'll say the first step, we're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights soon. Ooh, talk about facing my fear of crowds. <laughs> That's the real fear. No, but that'll be fun. I'm confronting my fear of poison churros. <laughs> poison churros? Yeah, there's many churro salespeople at Halloween Horror Nights. Well, wait, you I didn't know you are afraid of, I didn't know you were afraid of someone I'm, poisoning churros. I'm afraid of all poison 
stuff. Okay, you just think I'm stuff afraid is we, we took a trip to Solvang. We'll talk about that on another episode. But we brought our sweet little Mabel with us, and she would drink from various. You know, it's a very dog friendly town. If you don't know Solvang, it's like a Danish town. That's like two hours north of Los Angeles and it's very dog friendly. So like every business there has a dog bowl out in front of it with filled with water. And I was so paranoid. I'm just like, what if someone poisoned that water? I'm with you too. I was like, it's such like an easy thing to do and it could happen. It could happen. So many things are odorless and colorless that are dangerous. But then I I was like, what kind of sicko freak? (laughs) Would just like poison dogs. I gotta tell you, Navy, I am also entrapped in fear. And it is because as a child, I constantly was told by the news to be afraid of things. I mean, it's not like the news has changed. But like, but like minor things. Like they would talk about like people who like again, this is like one person that like tampered with aspirin. Right, right, right. Now like all aspirin has like tamper proof things on it. I don't even know if this is true, but there was a story about how, like, if you were driving alone at night and someone, like, flashed their lights at you, oh, that was a yeah. gang member. And if you flashed your lights back, they were going to kill you. Yes. Uh, there was another one where there was apparently someone at the mall and they were hiding under cars and slashing people's Achilles tendons. Good Lord. And then stealing their car. So you'd go back to your car and they would be hiding under that and they would slash your Achilles tendon. Jesus. Supposedly. I don't even know if this is true. Right, right, right. These are the urban legends. I mean, this yes. is truly this is truly spooky. This is Halloween. You're literally telling me Halloween right now. You guys, if you have any experiences with any of these urban legends and weird little bits, please tweet at us at Naomi and Andy. I want to know. We need to know that we're not alone. We're not crazy. We are facing fear in 5780. All of us as a community, <laughs> as a couple, Andy and I, you, the listener. Facing we are our fears. 5780, bitch. <laughs> so, before we give you our first set, let's just talk a little bit of business, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, so, this month in Los Angeles, we're going to do our live show on a Tuesday, actually. Woo, baby. Tuesday, November 5th at 8 p.m. Still at the Virgil. Still at the Virgil. Tuesday. So far, the lineup is amazing. Dana Gould and Arden Marine. Two wonderful stand-ups. You've heard Arden on the show before. Dana Gould, just one of my favorites. Arden, one of my favorite. I remember when she was on before, and I was just in absolute admiration of her. <laughs> um, and if everyone else who we've asked confirms, it's going to blow your brains out of the water. And as always, as we have that lineup, we will post it on CouplesTherapyPod.com, where you can also get tickets to the show. So keep an eye out for yeah. that. Two other things you can do while you're on the website. One of them, sign up for the Patreon. Two bonus episodes a month. Naomi and I just talking, getting into shit laughing at home. It's really, I really enjoy them. The listeners really enjoy them so far. So please sign up for that. And also we started a mailing list, uh, which you can get on the website and you can sign up for, we send them out very rarely, but basically we just want to know where, where listeners are so we can know where to tour. And we'll also tell you when we're coming to your town. Because people have been emailing us and DMing us and things like that. And I feel like that's an easy way to like get the information out. It's true. It's true. So sign up. Um, finally, Every once in a while, we do advice episodes. Yes. Uh, we have some people come into the studio. Felicia Day, Natalie Morales, and we answer your advice questions. And uh, you can find that number online in a bunch of places. But I will tell you it now if you want to write it down. 323-524-7839. Naomi, do you have any dates coming up? Well, October 23rd and 24th, you can find me in Ohio and Michigan, respectively. I will be performing as part of Together Live, which is a tour that brings together 
uh, women and gender nonconforming performers, writers, public personas. Is that yeah. public figures? Figures, way better, way better. Um, not hidden figures, public figures. <laughs> and it is going to be wonderful. So I'm doing short sets, but the entire evening is going to be amazing. So you can go to togetherlive.com to get information and see the locations. It's Royal Oak, Michigan, and Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Now, we got a couple sets today from our September show. I am overflowing with love for these performers, especially these first two. These first two are near and dear to your heart. I mean, you introduced me to them. This first set comes from veteran gifted comedians Wayne Fetterman and Andy Kindler. Oh, my God. I mean, mean, you're the one who told me about these guys. Yeah. You brought them into my life. They're just like funny little Jewish men, (laughs) just like you. Yeah, Andy Kindler specifically speaks to my heart in a very deep way. So yes, as I said, they are comedians, they are actors, they are longtime friends. You know Wayne from shows like Larry Sanders Show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Crashing, and you'll be able to catch him on the next season of Silicon Valley. And also, check out his podcast, The History of Stand-Up, if you want to learn some ish. Andy Kindler has been on David Letterman. He plays the voice of Mort on Bob's Burgers. You've also seen him on Marin, Everybody Loves Raymond, and he gives the State of the Industry address at Just for Laughs every year. It is transcendent. I remember you and I went to JFL. Yeah. I couldn't go because I had to do some performance, and then you were like, I'm going to Kindler. (laughs) (laughs) You just like went, and you were like, it was amazing. Worth it. So you guys, check out this set from two longtime friends who are celebrating what it's all about. Roll it. Yes. You didn't warn me about the stare. We've been married for 30, 30 years. years. He can't, the man can't say, don't forget, you have the, trouble the, with the, the stare. Stairs. Nothing. I get nothing from him. I can't. Th- don't get me started or something. <laughs> Why would I have this voice if I was married to you? I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Wayne, Look at this. Oh, the, oh, see, the I audience love is, you. Oh, I Who can't. loves you? I love you. I know. I can't okay, say sorry. that. I All can't right. say those words. Right. I'm not that. I can't say those words. But you know how I feel. <laughs> By the way, we met 30 years ago. This is 30 our 30th ago. anniversary. It's our 30th anniversary. 1989 at a little club called... The Improv? The Igby's. Oh, Igby's. Igby's. <laughs> Igby's. Doesn't even was... exist. It's now a strip club. It's now a strip club. The, and this was back in the days where if two men were together, there was yeah. some kind of computer fuck up or something like that, yeah. right? There was no gayness back then. No. You would have a, a, a punchline would be, hey, what's the matter with you, sir? Are you gay? Boom! And that was it, folks. That's the way it was. They're taking me seriously. They're taking me seriously. I know. They're very serious. Oh, look, people coming out front. I yeah. love it. But anyway, it's great to be here at the Virgil with the credible parking. The parking lot is my, my, my favorite here in Los Angeles. I've been here ten times. By the way, we're the Sklar brothers. <laughs> I'll be those. I'll be the guy who says. Right. Uh, and I'll say exactly him. the same thing. Yeah. No, so right boy, it's the Virgil, right? The Virgil. Yeah, the Virgil, yes. of course. The, the Virgil. <laughs> the Virgil. That's why there are no duos. It's very hard. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> Well, you know, there's a rule in comedy, like in improv, about uh, yes and, right? Yes, and I hate that rule <laughs> because I do not like the rule of agreeing. <laughs> you don't want to agree on stage. No. It's stupid. It's like the Smothers Brothers never agreed once. Could you they imagine don't... if they were, if they did agree? I, uh, Mom, we're going to have to agree now. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Mom always <laughs> liked you best, Dwayne. I know. That must have been tough on you. It really was. And I'm glad that we could find a <laughs> yeah. format to talk about it when we're older. 
But now we're better. We get along better. <laughs> of course, it's much better. We're closer. If you yes, and we... we're also on stage. Yeah. Yes, and we're also the smothered we're brothers. brothers. We're brothers. We're brothers. <laughs> of the smothered. We were the smothered brothers. Oh. Yeah. We were also the self-righteous brothers for a couple of years. I love it. You've lost that love and feeling. Yeah, I know I, the band. Where I know am I the coming band. up with this material, Wayne? <laughs> I am on fuego. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Too much Red Bull. But we are similar, pe similar yes, people. Yes, because we're Jews. Right? <laughs> I we're not do... afraid of We were not afraid of it. I remember once that we were at a commercial audition, and you know what I used to say about booking commercials? Very lucrative. Very lucrative. This guy used to be on every goddamn commercial, and if he wasn't on it, Scott LaRose was on it. And where's Scott LaRose now? Exactly. This guy's still going. I got it. He was I on Old Temperature. Remember that commercial? Okay. Do you remember Old Temperature? Of course, of course, okay. of course. I actually have some uh, show business news I wanted to share with you. I got booked in uh, Les Mis. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, that's the good news. The bad news is it's a bringer. It's a uh, bringer. <laughs> How was, how was my Bud Abbott, though? Is that good? Really? <laughs> trying to do a double act. Is that, is that true? You know, the straight men in the old days got paid more. And I'm talking about sexually. All right. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. They don't like the gay material here at the Virgil. At the Virgil. And now we would like to... Would you like to do a song? This is the duel, you just do this, Wayne. What, tell me. I'll say, let's do a song, but you're not, you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, okay, I got it. Okay, let's do that song, Wayne. I'm not ready. Well, come on, you promised you would. I, 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 I forgot the chord structure. Oh, okay. Did you ever see the group that was a group called Roger and Roger? Sure, sure. And there was also Roger and Scott. I don't know about them. I know <laughs> Roger and Roger. Well, Roger and Roger did this bit where they would go, he would do the song. Don't do the song. You do the same thing at the end of the thing. And this is what they would do. It's getting late. I know it's coming to meet you. And I can't say I love you with my schlong. That was it. They did they went the whole... They did to the get whole, there? Yeah. And he goes, no, you're going to do the thing at the end. No, I won't. And I won't. I couldn't even sing the whole song. And they did it every night for 45 years. The it's, same thing. These people don't know from Mac and Jamie. They don't know from Mac and Jamie. They don't know from Shields and Yarnell. They don't know. You, Bergen and McCarthy. You love Shield. He was a big fan of Shields and Gigo. I don't know if you. He knows that's a that political, reference. It's a political. It's a political thing. Well, political reference. You people don't care at the Virgil. You're always here. Oh, we're gonna meet people. We're gonna have sex. We're a real couple. We never see each other. We never see. We've called, we've spoken on the phone five times in thirty years. Thirty years. This is a couple. This is the kind of couple that lasts. But let me just let me. I'm gonna remember some of your acts from back in okay. 1989. Right. You can maybe one of uh, the bits you did was about Star Trek conventions that still exist. You still do that. This was not a bad bit. What was it? <laughs> oh, you, you want me to do it? Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, people go to Star Trek conventions. They're crazy. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I like Mary Tyler Moore, too, but then I'll rent out a big hall and dress up like Rhoda. <laughs> Let's go back to the Lou Grant table. <laughs> I want to get another tie. Still classic. It's incredible. incredible. Now I'll do one of Wayne's early, incredible. Wayne's first jokes that I still laugh What today. do you remember? What do you remember from 89? Well, I, uh... <laughs> I grew up in Miami, Florida, so most of my friends are retired. Come on, come on. That's you a classic. Me? I like that you did both of our jokes. Oh, well, that's the thing. I need more stage time. I need more I got, stage time. 
Again, let me think of another joke. Let me do. You did one. I want to do the. I'm going to do the physicality of it. Okay. It was and about I... Barry Manilow, and it ended with this. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I had a lot of jokes, and you remember these days when, yeah. uh, when the jokes didn't, my jokes didn't go over so well. What? That seems impossible. <laughs> seems impossible. Did you comment on it when it happened? That, that was the thing. <laughs> you, would th you would, okay. Right, so a joke would bomb, yeah, yeah. and I'd say I would go the other way. I'd go, okay, let's slow it down. Yeah, you guys yeah, are yeah. about to get overheated now. Let's right. take it a little I easy. I like when you would also talk about your hand motion. Yeah, come on. Do that. And i go... You know, I learned timing from Barry Manilow because he would see Barry Manilow in Vegas. He would do Copacabana. The place is going nuts. Just when the roof's about to come off, boom, Mandy. Just so you can, everybody can have a ciggy and take a couple of minutes yeah, off. So they don't know from Mandy. They don't know, they don't know from they Mandy. Don't know Barry Manilow's gay, all right? <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. I'm telling the truth. Telling the truth about they were not long confirmed bachelors. Yeah. You know who else? The guy yeah. in the Hollywood Square is Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn, the middle square. I think we knew it. Oh, you're not talking about uh, Cliff Arquette? <laughs> Guys, Cliff Arquette? Splitting the room, splitting the room. Oh, okay. Splitting the room. God bless us all. So what is going on now? I know we've taken a trip down memory lane. Are you kidding me? Is there anything that's bothering you? Well, or? I'll tell you, there's a lot of things sticking in my craw. Really? This is great. I can't imagine. I was in a duo, too, and I still don't look natural as a person. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this movie uh, came out uh, yesterday. I almost fell. It's not a, <laughs> I wish it was something funny about it. Uh, old man's going and the boo-boo-da-boo. So... Uh, there's a movie called Yesterday, Wayne. Have of you heard of it? About, you yeah, about the Beatles. I yeah. work towards you and then out to the audience. Yeah. Yes, Wayne, that's true. Don't tell these nice people that you haven't prepared the bit. So on Yesterday is about, uh, is about a guy... Uh, it's a movie... Like, my movie was just like the Yesterday movie. Oh, but it was like, I know, I'm bad with jokes. But, uh, but it's about a frustrated, uh, frustrated ventriloquist. No, oh, ventriloquist. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The other one was yesterday. But my idea was a frustrated ventriloquist, yeah. uh, and there's a big storm, and all of a sudden, people don't know that Jeff Dunham exists. They don't know. So he starts doing Jeff Dunham's act. Uh -huh. And people, his family alienates him because he's just a horrible racist. <laughs> Jeff Dunham. Andy, you realize this is a podcast. This is a podcast. Oh! Should we... Uh, uh, well, does that mean be funny or, or be... What does that mean? I'm just worried that the Denim fans are might hear Oh, this. no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. First of all, if you want to like Jeff Dunham, he's great on podcasts. That's the best... That's the best uh, ventriloquism I've seen. You know that's true, though, of uh, Charlie Schmoopy and Edgar Mandubi. Yeah, I mentioned Bergen and McCarthy. Right, but they tell them about it. These kids don't know. They don't, know, they don't even know where the bicycle is. They don't know. From they the go Paul with the Winchell birds. And the the birds. Jerry Mahoney. They don't know. No. They don't know. But they used to do ventriloquism on the radio. Was the yeah, that was part. the greatest job. And Edgar Bergen had was the biggest act in, uh, on radio. He's a ventriloquist. That's like being a juggler on radio. <laughs> that's, the, that's how easy show business was back then. You could be a ventriloquist on radio and yeah. become a millionaire. How about Carrot Top on the radio? Well, you can't see it, but Carrot Top is holding up a tennis racket <laughs> and a toaster. And he says if you ever get hungry on the court, you can have this, this device. Go online now and you can download yeah, where you can see it. Of course, of course. Boy, I'll tell you, Wayne. Well, 
But can I just say one sure. thing? I don't know if you know anything about show business history, but Andy Kindler has been doing the uh, state of the industry address for over 20 years at the Montreal Comedy Festival. And just for laughs, where one of these other comics said they couldn't get into. That's right. It's all coming around to me now. So what if things haven't happened in a few years and I've alienated some of the industry? I'm back, baby. Tell them about it, Wayne. No, I was just going to say that I've also been to that festival. That's right. How yeah. many times did you two. go? I've done two. Two. <laughs> two. See, and who has a better shirt? This is the kind of thing, if he'd worked harder, he could have gone more. He could have been uh, wearing blouse shirts. I, you know why I wear these shirts, right, Wayne? I have a guess, but go ahead. No, you can tell him. Why? Why do I wear a blouse shirt? No, I don't, shirt? I don't know why. Well, because I, I'm, a man, I'm a man of uh, me, uh, means by no means. I'm king of the road. I'm king of the middle section here. Oh, I see. I see, see, when you get older, you don't have to worry. You're th real no, thin. No, I'm a little, I'm a little. No, you're not a little. So I get these, <laughs> and the thing that bothers me, though, Wayne, is this asshole, untuckit.com, right? What? Tell me. I don't know yeah, about this that. Yeah, this goddamn asshole. I don't even know that you were on the computer. Yeah, you... <laughs> You know well, dot coms? I, I sit on the computer because I'm light. Uh, you know Jimmy O's? Jimmy O's. Jimmy O's is uh, shopping for men five eight and under. That's where I. Do. Oh, I would have never heard of it. That's right. You wouldn't have seen it. It's right there. Wayne, the Jimmy O's I was talking yeah, about. I oh, I see. It's down five, there. Five eight and under. Right. I and he has on the side of his thing when you after you shop at Jimmy O's, he has big shop bags that go five eight and under. You walk down the street. <laughs> With your diminutive wife. And, and, and I'm not lying about this. He yeah. used to have a newsletter. Newsletter that he would send Wait. out. Okay, keep Jimmy going. O. Keep going. And he would say, our diminutive Emmy winners. He would point out... Oh, Michael J. Fox yeah, or something like that. Just the Emmy winners who were short, he would point out. And so I used to shop at him all the time. And because he really... But this guy, untuckit.com, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I broke the bank. I figured out the combination. He just, he just hems a goddamn shirt. Okay, I didn't know this was going to trigger you in a horrible way. Like he that. that word isn't a word that's used anymore, but he hems a thing. So Jimmy O's is out of... No, Jimmy O's is now... Um, four, Jimmy O's used to be in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Now it's five blocks from my house in the valley. You don't think I'm happy? What's, what's next? What's next? What's next? Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. <laughs> By Six Flags. The, the, the property's very cheap up there. That's what we thought. Everybody thought it moved up there in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never saw him again. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Well, he moved up to Magic Mountain. You knew he wouldn't come back. Do you remember that? Right? Course, well, this course. guy, first of all, he did commercials. Which were very lucrative. Lucrative, yeah. So did you buy? You must have bought so much. I mean, you do you recognize him from? Not from now. He's not the, gonna know. They're not gonna know from that. He's like he'd be the guy. Be like, hey, what happened to my soup? Remember that commercial? That was not a spot of mine. Also, this is what embarrasses him. Let me tell you something right now. That is gonna embarrass this yeah, man right here. Jimmy O's. Not the fact that I've come on to him in every <laughs> private party. Uh, uh, He's an amazing actor. I am not an amazing actor, but I like to claim that I am. But this guy really it delivers the goods. He was in Larry Sanders. My favorite episode of Larry Sanders, he played Larry Sanders' brother. All right? So you sh what are you doing? What's, right. on your, what's in your wallet? All right, Andy, let me, let me ask you about your career a little bit. Tell me about 
Tell me about doing your voiceover, because now you have a voiceover career. Tell I me do what have a vo- like. Yeah, Tell I, have a I don't have a voiceover career, but I do one good impression. Oh, let me... Do you remember Tom Likas? Of course. Of course. Tom Likas. Wait, it's every good sign when the crowd in the bar is louder than the show, actually. <laughs> I have never done a show in my life, Wayne, where I didn't hear a pounding bass from somewhere else, where I didn't hear people celebrating in another <laughs> bar right. down the street. Woo! The air conditioning here. cut on. <laughs> yeah. A drink being made. But, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can hear, uh, who's uh, picking up a napkin in the other room? Give it down. <laughs> 1-800-TOP-LIKUS, 1-800-5800-TOP. Coming up after the break, why you should throw your girlfriend from a moving car. 1-800-5800-TOP. They don't know. See, uh, James Adomian, he comes along. Boom, nobody wants my uh, Well, he does impressions of people that are still... <laughs> well, what if John Wayne came back? <laughs> Did you ever do impressions in your act, ever? No, I never. Whoa, easy, easy, I know. <laughs> that was close. Thank God I'm here. Thank God I'm here to warn you about that on stage. Have you, did you ever, I did this virtual reality show. They have these virtual reality no, shows. No, I don't know, tell me. Well, I'm, uh, I have a thing on my yeah, head. Yeah, like an Oculus situation? Yeah, I have a thing on my head and there's a virtual audience and uh, I can't even play a video game, so I'm walking around, like, you know, knocking around. And, it's called, you've heard it, it's a guy who came up with Second Life is now doing virtual reality. You have to comedy. be under 5'8". <laughs> That's a callback. I learned that at Igby's. I learned that at Igby's. Why, so. would, it be, why would they not be able to accommodate my height it's with the computers? Andy, years from now when we figure out how to get you on stage. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I say at the end of every set, but you're not here normally. We don't do sets together. We, we do once in a while. Once in a while we do. We did a uh, Christmas. He does a Christmas show. He did. To did. die for. Oh, these things are not happening anymore. He used to do a Christmas <laughs> yeah, show. Do Folks, Christmas. don't go around Christmas this year. Don't check out what this Jew's doing. Because it's not going to be. This well, Jew's taking off this year. Well, tell, well, the weird thing about Christmas is like, uh, like how fast the decorations are going, right? Yeah, you can't believe it. This year. Uh, the, you know what bothers me is how commercial Wayne is how com- how commercial Hanukkah's become. Oh really? Right? Hanukkah's about. become. It's crazy. Really? It's not even Shavuos yet, and people they have the Hanukkah stuff in the stores. It's so commercial. But it seems like just a week after you put away your Sukkot <laughs> decorations, then then they're pushing. Yeah, they're the, pounding. The pushing. Everything yeah, yeah. was with the, with the, with the, with the Hanukkah. Something, 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 Kwanzaa. Boom! <laughs> Boom, Wayne! You don't add. See, I, I, I put my ear to the ground see what the new religions are. The kids... That is, you know, I am older than Kwanzaa. <laughs> I'm older than that holiday. That holiday came around in 1960, I believe. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you, oh, you got a problem with that? Well, I'm older than Kwanzaa. <laughs> If he's if Kwanzaa's so spiritual, how could I be older than him? I'm not older than Jesus, am I? Not even close. Think enough. about think about it. Do you know what Kwanzaa is? Of course. Yeah. It's a African American situation, right? Could we be more white? Could we be more Kwanzaa? Well, I believe that's an African American situation. Could be a li- it could be a Liberia thing. I don't know. Is Liberia a thing? Yeah, well, oh. well I think it's now a more African kind of name. 
I, a lot of, a lot like roadless countries, all change their names, right? Yeah, like the uh, <laughs> South <laughs> Africa. <laughs> that was just one. called a place where white people did not belong. <laughs> they turned that around. All right, Wayne, I'm dying. I'm dying up here, Wayne. No, you're doing, I'm doing South Africa material. Come on, this is good. Okay, Andrew, I just want to say, it's been 30 years. Yeah. It's been 30 years, and uh, you're just one of the greatest, funniest men I've ever met in my life. I'm and so I, well, thank you, and I feel that way. We have such love for each other that, uh, that it isn't sexual is only his problem. But no, we I'm really... We really uh... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers. And the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all-black classics to fun, expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. 
I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay. I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Uh, we we, uh, we bond on a, a comedic uh, Jewish way. We would never say it, though. No. And we would never go to a temple. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst. I've never had solid closers, Wayne. So why don't you bring it home with one of your classics? Uh, All right, I'll do... I'll do I'll, let me do... Uh, I know you talked about my Florida joke. That is one <laughs> of the first jokes I ever did. All my friends were retired. And I've since added Florida jokes to that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> None as good as the first one. None as good as that first one. He knows how to sell himself, doesn't he? Right. <laughs> um, so uh, by this one you're going to like, but they're not going to understand, but I'll do it anyway. That's All the right? point. What's the point of them liking anything? Right. It's be stupid. Be stupid to try to connect with the crowd at this point in my career. Uh, I'm into, uh, into Pong. Is that the thing? What are those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a game. That was a video game. No, no, no. What are those little Pogs? Little, oh, pods. Uh, yeah, right? The kids love them. Oh, you... Are you... Is that tied? Is that the tied? Are we talking about two different things? Yes. Oh, my I God. I don't even think I've this gotten the, worst. the right word yet for the thing I'm talking about. You used to trade them and... Oh, I you know what those are. The, 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 the middle school. Grow up. They're not here anymore. Right. Teenage, you used to have a lot of jokes when this guy's a teenage ninja turtle. Boom. Right. <laughs> I used to do a lot of stuff about make references to a different world. Yes. <laughs> that was all of my material. Yeah. By the way, are you going to be... Uh, this is a serious question. Okay. When you die, are you going to be buried? Are you going to be cremated? What, is your th- I, your, what do you have? I used to want to be cremated, and then uh, I realized I wasn't married at the time. And so you got to ask your wife what she wants. And uh-huh. she, she said, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I like their all. I like the way you make up a fictional thing. My wife says, I'm going to take you out with the trash, buddy. <laughs> oh, I think it oh, the fake joke is right, sad. Right, of course. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of, this is what I'm thinking of doing. I'd like to, because I'm a giver and also narcissistic, those are my two qualities, donate my body to science. That way, they like a, be a cadaver that a USC student can practice on. And then they're like, oh my God, I know this guy from Living Single. <laughs> All right, that's it for us, guys. Thank you. That's a good closure. That is a solid... And we're back. You know how Andy gets that energy, Naomi? Yes. I don't know if he does it anymore, but I I remember I saw him many years ago. He drinks a number of Coca-Colas. Oh, my God, you drink Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have the Jesse Spano. Yes. Which is a caffeine pill with a Diet Coke chaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. I can't match that energy, though. 
Oh my God, it's unreal. I'm scared. You know what? Hey, we're talking about fear and stuff, Naomi. Yeah. I think I'm scared to push myself to those energy levels to just talk and like let whatever is in my brain spill out onto the world. Yeah. Like what if I start talking and like some like fucked up shit spills out? Well, you have a lot of rage. And so that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, I, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I, but I also know what you mean. Like someone like Andy Kindler, like what you're also seeing is 30 years of stand-up. So it's energy, but it's also such, um, it's also calibrated energy. It's like, it's mindful energy, mm-hmm. right? That he can probably like be much, I'm not that he hasn't always, but like it's a mindful energy certainly cultivated. You know, who knows what he was doing in year two? Might you know? Do you have the footage from the old days? (laughs) Have you found something in an archive? I know you love him. Yeah. Well, let me go to. uh, You know, he did give uh, all of his uh, papers to the Ohio Library, so I'll go back (laughs) and do the research when I'm writing my uh, PhD thesis on Andy Kindler's comedy. But actually, speaking of fears, you and I did recently face a fear together. Uh, Yeah. On on our trip, you know, as Andy said in the beginning, we took a trip to Solvang, and also, as you know, we're in a green book situation. I can't drive, so Andy drove us to Solvang, and. Honestly, getting out of Los Angeles, Naomi, driving was beautiful. I loved it. It's not, you know, there's not like people doing dumb stuff all the time. You're just on the 101 going north. Ooh, look at you naming highways. You're a California boy. But yes, no. So at some point to go to Solvang, you get off the 101 onto the 154. And the 154, ladies and gentlemen, and non-gender conforming friends, is a twisty turny one lane highway that goes through these hills. Yes. Goes up and down and up and down through these hills, twisting and turning. And at some points on this road, there are, I don't know what you call them, turnoff maybe, but basically the one lane splits off into two and it allows the faster moving cars to go past in the left lane and the slower moving cars to continue in the right lane. Now, every time we went to one of those turnoffs, I was, of course, the slowest moving car. So I went to the left and then a bunch of like, Sports cars <laughs> and four Tauruses and whatever <laughs> would pass me in the left going like 80 miles an hour. And I would go back to doing my like 65, 70. At some point, however, I'm apparently doing 77 and we fly past a cop car. And I <sighs> and Naomi goes, hey, that's a cop car. I go, uh-oh. <laughs> right. And it's like, you might want to slow. Yeah. Now, this has happened to me before. And I've slowed down, and normally nothing has happened. This time, however. Not this time, baby. The officer pulls out, and just red lights. Nothing flashing, but there's just little red lights. Right, I don't hear sirens, so I'm like, wait, Andy, is he following you? And you're like, I don't know. And it takes like a minute before you're like, oh, wait, he is. Because I don't know enough about police procedure to know why this happens, but like, I'm just like, is he deciding whether to pull me over or not? Is he like running the place to see if I'm a danger? What is the officer doing in that moment? Right. And also, obviously, this is my nightmare, Naomi. I mean, we don't have to get too much. Everyone knows the state of policing in the United States. Well, it's also <laughs> like, it's like Andy probably by himself would have been fine, but my black ass in a car, and that's a whole, that changes the whole game. Well, yes. I mean, that is, and, that is both of our nightmares. Right. And I have the dog in my lap. And then also, it's not even just that. It's, it's also that, like, as you said, we're on this tiny two-lane road. It's the emptiness of it. It is the anonymity of it. It is the fact that it's like, oh, he could do anything he want on this road, and everybody else going 74, going to fly right by and not notice what goes down. I mean, literally, this is, this is the part that, like, still drives me nuts, is that everyone was going faster than me. 
And even, even when we were waiting, it was like people were going so fast. It was like us sitting there. It was like shaking the car, like yeah. the wind. Like they were going so fast. It was like, holy shit. So like it dry, it drove me nuts that like some guy in I think a Porsche had flown past me easily 85, 90 miles an hour. And then we're the ones singled out. But finally the, the, the full lights come on and I'm like, okay, this is happening. Now, I was once pulled over many, many years ago. I would say 15, 16 years ago, driving from Pittsburgh to Philly. And I wasn't going that fast. And the officer was like, uh, all right, no worries. I'll let you off with a warning. So that was the only other time I've ever really been pulled over. But he comes over and y'all, this man, he is white, okay? He is so white, he's red in the face, okay? He's doughy. Ruddy. 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 He's doughy. Been, he's been out, ruddy. Hair was white imagine, blonde. Imagine white blonde hair. red-tinged Pillsbury Doughboy. And it was like, and it was like, okay, like now I'm looking at your energy. It could go either way. Right. You know, when he approaches. And then immediately, so, and then I rolled down the window because I didn't, I was like, is he coming on my side? You know, because I've never been pulled over. I've never had a situation. So I was like, um, and then, um, again, bracing for the worst. So I pull it down. But again, I have the dog in my lap. So I'm trying to hold her. And then as soon as the cop, Mabel start barking at the cop. And I said, Mabel, don't get me in trouble with the popo. Okay. I, like, I was like, Mabel, I get your energy. I feel what you feel, but we got to be cool right now. So then I'm like trying to like hold her and I didn't want him. And she's such a tiny dog. It's not like anything was going to happen. But I, again, I didn't want to piss off the cop. Yeah, I'll you see tell what I'm you saying. What, I didn't want her to do something and him be like, "These bitches," you know, the whole thing. That I was like, "Mabel, please." I'll tell you what. In this moment, though, I wasn't actually afraid because I, in my brain, I was like, "We were going slower than everyone else." He's obviously just gonna let us go. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I was like, "No, he's stopping us." And then, and he was just like, he was like, "You were going 77 in a 55," and you know, he's like, "License registration." Okay, no, before that, so, so like. Again, we've like just had this car two months. So I'm literally like, where's the registration? And Andy's like the glove box. And then Andy's like, and Andy is being so like, he's like, um, can I reach for it? Yeah. Should she reach for it? We were literally like, no sudden fucking movements. No. How many, like how, look, <laughs> again, I'm kind of, I'm relatively safe due to being a white man. But like how many people, specifically black people, have the cops murdered? Right. Of course. For doing nothing. For right. literally doing nothing. Right. Right? I mean, you, it doesn't even have to be like, well, the person reached into their pocket. Literally, like, Philando Castile had his hands, I think, on the steering wheel, and they murdered him. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it is a – once I realized what was happening, I then I started to be like – I started to just, like, be very deferent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, should I keep my hands on the wheel? I know. And, you're, and then you're like, I've never been fooled <laughs> over before. Like, it was like you – know, we were, like, very, like, bumbling. It was almost like a meet cute. If it had been any, a rom-com, it was yes. us just bumbling ingenues yes. to this – Stern officer. I said. I said <laughs> afterwards. I was like. I mean. I kind of put it on as a as a uh, a mask to be like. Oh, maybe if he sees that I yes. am non threatening, he'll just let us go. Right. If he sees that we're like yeah. sweet young kids from yes. the city. And I said I really upped my like Hugh Grant levels. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So, so sorry, officer. Uh, uh, what, can, what can I? Uh, well, because oh, uh, then there was the other layer where okay. We've had the car a couple months. We have not transferred our licenses over to California licenses. So then it becomes, he's like, wait, so are you renting this car? I'm like, no, we just got it. Like, you can see on the registration, it's only like two months old. And he was like, you've got to transfer your license. But so I just thought, I was like, oh, there are too many. I was like, is he going to? 
do we seem sketchy now if we say we live in LA, but then we have these licenses that are not California licenses, and then we're like, this car is new. I was like, oh my God, he gonna think we some kind of like interracial Bonnie and Clyde on a damn run. I done got the dog in my lap. And so I'm like, okay, we gotta just make sure he doesn't think we're like sketchy and trying to prove a point. But then we were so bumbling, and then he was all like, but then I think, what did he say earlier where you were like, I'm gonna keep my hands here. You were like, do you need my hands on the wheel? And then he but was like- But in a British accent. <laughs> my, my hands, <laughs> my hands. <laughs> and, and then he was like, no, you're fine. He's like, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like legit. Which in 2019. It's like sad he had to say that. Yes. The cop had to kind of like make us know that he wasn't going to kill us. And he's like, I will be right back. You know, I'm going to go like write this up or whatever. Well, just think about how in the, like our lifetimes, like when I was a kid, it's like there was a knee jerk trust of policemen, right? Right. And then within a good 10, 15 years, it's like, oh, no, you guys are just the foot soldiers for uh, rich, powerful people. And we, like, get nervous, and so he goes back, and we're all like, okay. And I was like, Andy, I cannot believe this is happening. And it was just, like, so funny because it was like, Andy was, like, trying to get me to the Airbnb because I really wanted to swim in the pool. And he was like, we're going to get there before the sun goes down, and it's, like, cold. And then I'm like, well, now we've made pretty much the same amount of time with the being pulled over and all. But the thing that was funny was that, like, the cop, I think, is now trying to—he's like, I'm not a bad guy. He, like, comes back. He explains to us, it's not even a ticket. It's like— we're going to get it. You're going to get it in the mail. So that's the thing. We don't even Whatever. know the how much is, the point is, like, he's like having me like read over some like legal stuff and I have to sign the ticket and all this other stuff. And while I'm doing that, he tries to, again, be like, I'm not a bad guy. And he's like giving Naomi. He's like, um, he's like, oh, so you guys came up from LA. You're visiting Santa Ines. You know what restaurants you should go to? And then starts to fucking be like a human Yelp. Fucking officer Yelp here. Officer Yelp <laughs> trying to be like, it's okay. We're friends. And I'm like, first of all, you just dropped me with like a $200 ticket easy. Secondly, your ruddiness worries me. I need you at least rocking an SPF 70 if you're going to be out here in the countryside coming up on black people on the side of the road, okay? It was just so funny to me how it was like we were terrified, but then also he was terrified in a way. You know what I mean? He was like, I, yeah. I'm not bad. I want you guys to like me. I wish he could have just said, hey, it's the end of the month and I've got to have a quota. <laughs> He's like, I just got to write some tickets and y'all were fast as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, 90% of cops are white supremacists, but I'm not. And I was like, okay, cool. But it was so funny because I, like, tried to avoid eye contact. And then I was doing my, you know, code switching, obviously, being like, I'm fancy. We're all safe here. Um, but Police code switching. Exactly. So I was like, it was, like, so it was like so ridiculous that we were dealing with Officer Yelp in, in the end. In the end. You pulled a 217. Code switching. Oh, Honestly, so, yes. I, still but here not, I still have not got the ticket yet, so I don't know how much I owe. I know. But it's like, you know what? For something that has like scared me a lot, because you know, I was just like, God, we're like on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere where we don't know anybody. You know what? We made it. We're out on the other side. We survived. <laughs> you might have to, you know, take a loan out to pay for the ticket. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we got through, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And uh, we... Uh, Hugged each other after you left. <laughs> well, like, literally, it was like a sigh. And then it was like, but like the rest of the weekend, I kept being like, watch your speed. Because <laughs> I was like, they're oh, hiding yeah. in the bushes. Like, I, yes, the I, now, I now drive like someone's grandfather. <laughs> I mean, you were, that weekend, we were like, so it's like, well, I guess that's the whole point of it, right? Get you that ticket. So then you never do that shit again. 
Yeah, and it worked. It worked. It fucking worked, Officer Yelp. Um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm imagining, what is it, uh, West Side Story with Officer Yelp? I don't understand. Officer Kripke, or whatever his name is. Krupka. Krupke? Don't You've know. never seen West Side Story. Naomi, you are in show business. I've seen You're West Side Story. I've seen West Side Story, but. Hey there, Officer Krupke. Was that a song? Or you just I'm making- a bitch. I'm a liar. <laughs> we will be right back with another hilarious set. Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget. Only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Bother Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Bother Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Bother Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you. You get your podcast. And we are back. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Naomi. I am very excited. Both of these people, I would say, one, one older friend, one newer friend of ours. Well, these next comics, we knew them both in New York. And then we developed a new bond in Los Angeles. This set is from Sarah Schaefer and Charlotte Lauriston. Sarah Schaefer became our friend recently, like, what is it, two years ago, we were out here in L.A. I was gone to a friend's Oscar watch party. Then we get there and find out the show's not, they're like not going to start the Oscars on time. He had DVR'd the show. He was waiting for his boyfriend to get home. And so we were going to start the Oscars like 90 minutes after it started. And I'm like, I only watch this to do real-time tweets. <laughs> and so, so you want to participate in the conversation. The cultural conversation everyone as it else happens. Tweeting about... Whatever fun, great stuff is going on at the Oscars. And so I just like tweet this where I'm like, okay, it turns out I'm going to be two hours behind. And then Sarah happens to be on Twitter and like just tweets at me. She's like, you can come to my house. And literally we take it to DMs. We take it to a text. And then literally within 20 minutes, you and I are at Sarah Schaefer's house. We ordered Thai food. We had not really hung out with her one-on-one before. And she just opened her heart and her home to us. And she's an incredibly lovely person. It was so fun. So... That is why Sarah is near and dear, and this set is so much fun. If you guys do not know Sarah and Charlotte, Sarah is a writer and stand-up whose Comedy Central half-hour special debuts November 22nd. Next month, get into it. You also know her from her podcast, You Had to Be There, and the show Nikki and Sarah Live, which she did with Nikki Glazer. You can also buy her stand-up album, Live, Laugh, Love. And Charlotte Lauriston, speaking of albums, her debut stand-up album, Karate, is out now. And that Dropped- shit is straight fire. Dropped last week. Get up on it. And also, she co-hosts the podcast, The Secret Lives of Black Women. Ooh. So get into it with Charlotte and Sarah. Roll it. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, oh. Hi. I, hi. <laughs> hi. Um, we're relatively new friends. We are. Um, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah, thanks, um, guys. It does feel like a new We've known each other love. for a long time, but we haven't really become good friends until more recently. That's that's Which how is it a happens. weird thing in your 40s to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, <laughs> what do I need a new friend? Um, <laughs> but that's it, what happens. There was this migration yeah. of New York comics to L.A. Yes. And what happens is, you kind of, like, however you... You kind of fly in here and you just fall as you do. Yeah, like, amongst think, the groups yeah. that you fall amongst. You come yeah. to L.A. and you're like, well, everything will just be the same. Right. And then my friends that I had in New York will be my friends here. And then you get here and you find out you're not invited to no. the brunch. <laughs> Uh, they've already set up their yeah. group, you know, or whatever, and or you live too far away, you didn't plan it correctly geographically. Yep. And so I've become very lonely since moving here, and I've yeah. just sort of uh, been hunting for new friends, and I, I got my claws in, Sharla. Uh, <laughs> and now I'll never let her go. That makes me feel She's special, mine. because I felt like I'm the one who kind of, you know, just rolled up to you, and was oh. just like, let's be friends, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love I've been watching other. Sarah... Uh, since New York, Just like when I was like a little baby. <laughs> Because, okay, so like when I started in New York, um, the alt comedy scene had just started really taking off. And uh, Sarah. That's how I uh, felt about it when I moved. (laughs) Sarah and Nikki Glaser got a show called Nikki and Sarah Live. And it was like Mm -hmm. one of the first like people that I had done shows with or seen at shows and then just like watched them get on TV. And I was just like, who's that? She's smart and she's not really talking about her pussy. I've never seen Uh, this before. Yeah. Who is this person? Intriguing. I was like, I really wanted to meet her so Aww. yeah so i've been um, watching her yeah so we everything kind of kicked up a notch when i asked you to come feature for me at the comedy store in san diego yes and this was last year right yes last year? it was last year yeah um and i was really excited and mm-hmm. grateful because i was working on my album which is coming out october 1st thank <laughs> you so much um, um and yeah yeah and so I'm really excited because, you know, it's if you've heard, um, there's this thing called the comedy condo, okay? And they're sort of going out of style because there's more women comics, and I think they're like, we can't make a woman comic do this anymore. <laughs> um, a, a comedy condo is when they don't put you in a hotel at the club. They put you in some condo that they own. And generally they're known to be just like jizz-crusted, just really <laughs> disgusting places. They really are. And I'm lucky to have come up at a time in comedy where like they just have I've never really been forced into them um and I usually get a hotel and it's like really uh that's much more it's just better for everyone and um but this was pitched to me as no this is the legendary San Diego or wait is this not San Diego it's um San Diego. La Jolla La Jolla, Jolla. Yeah. yeah La Jolla so it's like this is the legendary La Jolla comedy store condo it's oceanfront and you get to stay there for a weekend and I was like whoa that and they're like it's really nice yeah. it's not what you think and I'm like great so I get down there a night early because I have to do radio in the morning and I come in at night late at night into this condo and it does look nice but it is boiling in there. It's like 95 degrees. So I'm like, sure. I've been through this before. Uh, Where's the thermostat? I'm looking for it. I'm all around looking for it. And it's not to be found. There's no fans. And I'm just like, fuck. Because I'm someone who has major like sleep issues at night, like night terrors and all kind of shit. So I'm just freaking out. Like, what am I going to do? I text the manager of the club like, is there air conditioning? Am I missing something? He's like, yeah, I don't need- I'm not sure. And I'm thinking, 
what do you mean you're not sure? Am I the first comedian that's noticed this? Like, And I'm pretty sure like the whole time you were texting me too, like just so you know, I don't know if there's air conditioning. It's boiling hot. I'm dying. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like I'm literally telling there. you, I'm literally like, you don't have to come yeah. anymore. Like this is how upset I am about it. Because also he was like, well, just open the windows. So I opened the, the, you know, the sliding glass door to the ocean and it is beautiful but the first thing i see is a man taking a shit 10 feet from the balcony which is something he could have climbed up on if he needed to like you know look for toilet paper or something so and i think you texted that to me too <laughs> and i was like, like all i'm getting is like someone just took a shit I'm like what i'm like yeah, so now I don't feel safe with the windows open because they're huge. Like, someone could just walk right in. So now I'm just terrified. I'm texting Nikki, who has, like, done... I'm like, did you notice? She's like, oh, I was there during, like, a cooler month. So, like, I didn't yeah. notice. And I'm just like, are male comics, like, just impervious to this? Like, am I... I'm the first... She goes, yeah, when I was there, I asked for towels, there were no towels in there. And I'm like, were the male comics not bathing? Like, what? They don't right. notice anything. Like, so anyway, you get there, and you're like... I get there, and I'm expecting pandemonium, right? Like, I'm expecting <laughs> just, like, roaches and garbage and, like, some falling apart condo. And, like, before I even get into the condo, we're literally on the beach. <laughs> like, we're literally in a gorgeous part yeah. of La Jolla. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I get into the condo. It's um, a double, double. So it's like two rooms with each, two each bathrooms. of them have their own suite yeah. bathroom. So yeah. I have my own private bathroom. <laughs> I'm getting paid money to sit on the beach to have my own bathroom. There are towels there. It wasn't that hot. <laughs> and I was just like, the ocean breeze is delightful. And I was just like, this is the, like, this is the best day of my I'm, life. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to quit comedy. <laughs> I shouldn't be treated this way. And I'm like, I, I think this is a generational thing. Because like when you're younger in comedy, you're like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I will take whatever bullshit you throw I, And my I way. would take whatever. And I was like, this was Check a good thing Check back in like five years when oh, you've I'm been on the road a lot. I'm not stand-up in five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. This is... The, um, so, no, yeah. but it was, it was my first yeah. time staying at a comedy condo and it couldn't have been a better experience. It was, thought, it was pretty good. And overall. then also there was nerves because I was just like, we're going to be in close quarters. We've never really hung out that much. Are yeah. we going to be friends? And then the next morning, um, no, wait, like, so yeah, we got the next, some fans. we got there in the morning. We got some fans. Yeah. It, it, it improved things drastically. Yes, it was, it was but much better. The first like heart connection we had was mm -hmm. the next morning, we both kind of looked at each other and we asked each other about breakfast. And then we just like, we're like, oh, it, we revealed to each other that we both intermittent fast, which is such a random fucking it was thing. Like, so annoying. It was like, oh, my first lunch, my first meal of the day is at lunchtime, and she's like, "Me too. Are you intermittent fasting?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I you? Got. And we were like, "Whoa, <laughs> are we gonna have lunch together?" And that's gonna be our first meal. Um, yeah, amazing. Things were going yeah. great. Um, yeah. So we go to this like brunch spot. That's one of these brunch places that's like. <laughs> you know it's it's french toast inside of a waffle and there's fried chicken on top of it and eight it eggs great. you know it was real good so was, i was eating yeah. a lot uh and whenever i eat that much i start feeling you know vulnerable yeah um and so 
we're just like at first you were asking me for advice on stuff yeah, and I was right. like I'm used to being more of like a big sister role in friendships and because I'm a big sister and I, I just am used to that dynamic so I was like oh this is right you know you're mm-hmm. featuring for me I'm I'm the alpha um, and um, so I'm like giving her sage advice I'm feeling very powerful yeah. but then we start talking and I'm like kind of telling her this story that's really stressing me out and I'm like revealing that I have anxiety and I don't know how you said something what did you say to me I don't remember I think you I said feel, it I was, say a lot of good it was shit. somebody that I was yeah. like really obsessing over like what do they think oh, of yes. me Yes, and you I were remember. like, "Why do you care?" What it was that, better. I than mean, that. it was like it was you stuck a dagger <laughs> straight yeah. into my heart, and I just burst into tears. I was like, "Sarah, you're a grown ass woman. We're in La Jolla. Look at you, this beautiful uh, fucking condo that we're in. You give a yeah. shit about what this bitch thinks about you? Who yeah. gives a shit? I don't give a fuck. Let's stay in the moment. Let's eat these yeah. waffles, yo. Yeah." But I st- got choked <laughs> up and very, very uh, flustered. I was yeah. like, the dynamic is changing. <laughs> she is now my, my, I, I am your my guru. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and it was really good. And you yeah. like really, we got deep. But what Sarah we doesn't know deep. is that I'm not a person who likes small talk. I hate I don't that. either. I don't like small talk. Like I try to, I like yeah. to get right to the heart of whatever's going on so yeah. I can get to know the person. Yeah, me too. And a lot of people have cried in front of me. Sometimes I think I have some <laughs> sort of like empath kind of eyes. I don't know what it is about me. Um, you like, you're like a therapist that's like, what do you really mean when you right. say that? And then you're like, ah, I miss my mom. You know. Oh, it got like real. It. And I, I was got, like embarrassed. Yeah. I was like, I've now destroyed uh, this wise older sister role for her. And I was all like in my head about it for after that. I was like, but then at first I was like, did Charlotte go too far? Did she get up in my shit? And I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know you thought that. that. I thought, well, I was worried. But then I was like, you know what? I love this because I I love a person who challenges me. And I think it's good to be friends with people who try to see right through to your shit and go, what are you doing? Um, and that's when I, I was like, I want this person in my life. Like, she, you're like a I valuable friend. I loved it. And so is Sarah. And <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? These these power, these expectations that we have about friendships or mm-hmm. like relationships, we got to like drop them because you block your blessings of friendship when you think oh. that you're going to, you know, be the alpha. And it's like, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, no, sorry, bitch. No. I'm in charge. Like, there's no power struggle, guys. No, no, there's not. Yeah. I mean, then that's the... Yeah. I was just like used... Uh, sometimes I'm used to that role. Yeah. And then... But I... I oftentimes will complain to like my boyfriend or my therapist, like, I want a big sister in comedy. Right. I want somebody to hold me in their arms a little bit. Yeah. And you are like that to me. And that's I think really I'm hundred and seventy five years old, like in my Well, heart. and that's why it's so hard for yeah. me to find them because I'm hundred and seventy four. Yeah. So we're and like- this is how Sarah and I know that because like yeah. the first night at La Jolla we both went to... I think it was like 9.30. Like, we went mm. to sleep right after the show. Yeah, we were just like, like, I'm not hanging out. I'm not yeah, drinking like, good anymore. Night. Good like, night. No partying, and, nothing. And I was like, we're going to be good friends. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we're not partying. No. No coke. Um, 
but I no think cocaine. I think what what's the future of our new friendship? What's the future of it hold for us before I we leave? For sure, more tears. More um, tears. I'm gonna know. get you. You choked up during that conversation because we were getting tears. Te- are always right behind the eyes. Me for too. Me. I'm, it's right in my throat. I'm always yeah. right about to cry. There's a deep, deep sadness inside of me. Uh, and and what I just gotta find know it. is I'm just waiting to cry. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> give me the. I'll get give you. Give me the moment, and I'll, I'll get cry. you. No, you'll get me for sure. I'm I'm dying to cry. Um, so yeah. I feel like we'll probably just have more brunches, more crying, yeah, more, crying. more, more meals together, yeah. and uh, yeah. So anyway, if you're someone in your 40s and you're in LA, new and afraid to make a new friend, I think you should try. Put yourself out there. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. This is sincere, but um, <laughs> some reasons very some sincere. people nowadays think it's really funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> you'll understand one day. <laughs> um, anyway, I love you. I love you too. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, God damn. Ugh, friendship. <laughs> Friendships based in comedy condos. Also <laughs> loving it where it's like, I'm always on the verge of tears. I'm like, uh, I relate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. I like wanted to be like, after the show, be like, hey, do you guys want to get together and talk about feelings? <laughs> talk about uh, tears. And you know what, Naomi? Maybe I, as I'm softening, as my heart is melting, yeah. maybe I will get there. Maybe I will always have tears just like ready, ready to go. Ready, just ready Let's to see, go. 5780. 5780, year, year of tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week. Bye. Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget. We cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Bother Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Ball Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Ball Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you Get your podcast. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. <laughs> and we're very confident. <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs. To find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.